Hey, sis. First of all, it's so good to be back. And I get to be back with this incredible woman. Her name is Amina Marie. I met her during a really random uh, Instagram collaboration I had with this dope hair company. And when I met her, she was just really kind of like light. Like she was full of light. She was sweet, beautiful, but kind. She was really kind. And you know, like when you can feel people's energy, you just know I'm like empath on it and then a whole nother level. So when I met Amina, I was like, she's super sweet and she's cool. Like I got to get to know this girl. So obviously you guys got to get to know this woman. She's incredible. I could go on and on about her, but I want to introduce her. She is your internet girlfriend, literally. Natural hair, beauty, and wellness. Amina Marie, if you guys don't already follow her on Instagram, please, because she'll get your whole life together. Amina, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. And honestly, the feelings are mutual. Um, when I met you, you were just literally a ray of sunshine. And um, I think that we have briefly crossed paths at a friend's event um, last year, too. So I'm so excited that we're here now and that we yes. can sit talk. Yeah, and that we could connect because, you know, Girl, we got this has been on hold, I think, because of, you know, we've been going through a lot as a world, as women, as humans, as everything right now. And quarantine has had us all kind of like, uh, kind of at a pause. I want to know what, how did you deal with quarantine, you know, as a wellness influencer and a beauty influencer? And how did you navigate quarantine? And like, what were you able to come out of this? really crazy time in our life yeah so really the first few weeks of quarantine I was also in the process of moving apartments um so yeah so it was my birthday was on March 14th which was probably the last day that you could possibly have a birthday and out of the house um so we were still able to keep dinner reservations and everything Um, But after that, literally everything shut down Mm -hmm. and uh, the following week we were getting ready to move. So it was just a crazy time altogether, but I think it was helpful because I was able to kind of buckle down. There weren't really a ton of distractions other than, okay, let me just get this move going, get my life in order, and then everything's going to be better, right? Um, That was incorrect. (laughs) And it's probably... I would say like the first three weeks, definitely, uh, in addition to just getting organized, I just really was unsure of how things were going to move forward. And, um, you know, it also affected the workflow of uh, the work that I've been doing with brand partners and um, campaigns that either were put on pause or canceled completely. Um, and so just kind of navigating, okay, how is the economy shifting? How are conversations shifting? And how can I add as much value now that the times are changing to help support others? Um, and I think as soon as I made that shift and just really like forgetting about how all of this impacted me, it's like, how is this impacting other people and how can I help? Yes. And that's where I started to gain a lot more clarity. And after that, I feel like things I just kind of got a renewed sense of focus. Heck yeah, girl, because I'm thinking right now, like whenever there's a problem, right, we usually project like it's a natural habit, like to project like, oh, my God, we're in COVID. I hate everything. We can't do anything. Well, everybody was literally vomiting out of their mouth about this stupid pandemic. But it was a very deadly. It's still very deadly and dangerous. Right. But instead, you decided to look inward. And I think that's such a lesson for everyone listening right now, looking inward 
and being like, okay, this is it. This is my situation. What can I do for myself right now to feel like Mm -hmm. I'm still evolving and growing? And clearly you do that with so much, so much. I know it probably wasn't as easy as it you felt at the time, but you were able to navigate this because with that, you created an incredible support group during quarantine. And I want to touch upon this. It's called the Transitioning Support Group on Facebook. Amina Marie, tell me about this group that you started during quarantine. Yeah. So um, for those of you who aren't familiar, um, I have a YouTube channel where I talk a lot about how to transition from Mm. heat damage or just damaged hair in general to naturally textured hair. Um, And so one thing that I started noticing within the first, probably after the first month, is I saw a huge spike in video views and comments on my channel for how to transition to natural hair. And I was like, oh my gosh, obviously... People haven't been able to go into the salon now for a couple months. It's been at least two months, if not five months, because (laughs) usually people are on a cycle of, you know, we're going every, um, if you're getting relaxers every eight weeks, uh, three months at Mm. the very longest. And so people were like, okay, I guess I have to figure out how to do my hair now. Um, And so I was so excited to see how many people were getting more enthusiastic about taking care of their natural hair, um, wanting to actually completely transition and not even just waiting until they can get back in the salon, but deciding I want to embrace my hair. Um, So that was super exciting. And I feel like the steps from there really did feel like they were kind of sent by God. I felt like I got... I just kind of got a message, like had a lot of clarity that there is such a need for people to be able to go through this transformative experience. So it's not just physical mm-hmm. transformation when you're mm-hmm. learning how to embrace your hair. It's definitely an emotional journey um, and a spiritual journey. So I thought that it would be awesome to just have a place where people can go through that in community, especially now with so many of us still being very isolated and not mm-hmm. being able to be out the world and go through these things with people together so i thought that having a virtual support group um it's called the transitioning to natural support group with anita marie um on facebook and uh, we launched just a few weeks ago and already have almost a thousand members so i'm just so excited excited. this is so exciting so i want to get into your natural journey and how you got there but first if i'm a woman right now transitioning what am I going to get out of this support group? Like, what am I, what am I going to be able to come into the support group? And like, am I going to find other women that are trans- transitioning too? Are you going to help me? Are you going to suggest products? Tell me more about like how you're helping these women that are like finally ready to embrace all of themselves. And like you said, it's such a journey. It's not just the hair, the physical, it's literally a mental and spiritual journey. Yes. Um, so with the support group, we have people who are at all stages of transitioning. And I like to break down transitioning into phases because you definitely go through a very unique experience at each mm-hmm. stage. And I like to think of them in three-month increments. So we have people from literally just starting, like I just tossed my straightener last week. Wow. And we have people who are pretty much like, They've either there, they're there, or they've decided to big chop during quarantine. And a lot of people have had the courage to do that, which is like, that's so I'm, dope. I, I get like hype about it. Yeah, that's it dope. takes a lot of bravery to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So we have people in all stages. So um, what I really wanted to provide is a place where people can find resources for product recommendations. Um, so I've just kind of broken up uh, the categories of things you can search in a really easy way. So it's favorite products. You can look at progress photos, um, different hairstyles. Because the progress photos, I think, are one of the most inspiring things because yes. some people really are getting started and haven't seen other people do this. And so they're like, is this ever going to get better? Or am I just going to look like this? <laughs> it's scary, um, yeah. It's discouraging when you can't, mm -hmm. you can't see the finish line. So being able to see other people's progress, I think, is super motivating. Um, we're always having people who are testing new products and dropping in their favorites. Um, successes with hairstyles and failures with hairstyles, I which I think this. are equally important. Um, so there's always just dialogue. Um, the girls in the group are so, so inspiring, encouraging, and it's just a very, like, loving group. It's, so a, it's a good sisterhood. place to get the support you need to give you the, the extra push. Yeah, because think about this. In all facets of life, we need support in everything. And for women, women of color especially, our hair is our crown. And like transitioning and finally embracing who you are fully in your natural hair, yo, that's that's a big feat for a lot of women. And a lot of women that aren't black, they might never understand this transition. Yeah. You know, and, and mm -hmm. oh, go ahead, son. No, please. I was gonna say too, um, there are a lot of women in the group. We have a wide mix of races yes. too, which I love to see because although it is predominantly black women, we have girls who um, are from Sweden in the group yes. who have kind of just wavy hair and they're I like, I'm just that. trying to figure out how, how to do this. Um, we have girls in the group who are from Morocco and um, Tunisia and all different kinds of places where you don't have a lot of people who are embracing their curls. Yes. And, you know, even in society, we may think that naturally you, where you're from, you have straight hair, but a lot of times that's not the case. Mm -hmm. And so when you have people surrounding you who aren't embracing that, it's hard to kind of know which steps to take. So the transition really applies to all heads of curls and yes. kinks and coils. So it's just exciting to be able to see that kind of unity amongst everybody. In that's the so too. dope, Amina. Like, honestly, like, just by hearing you say that, I'm just like, it's so true. There's so many women that I meet. I have big curly hair. I just didn't do my hair today, girl, because it's just one of those days. It's pulled back tight. But I have, That's why I have great then. I, <laughs> yeah. I don't have the emotional yeah. capacity right now. <laughs> yeah, not today. It's just it's like we're going to stick it back. <laughs> but naturally, our hair is really big and full and curly. And, you know, I meet so many women that are like, my hair is like yours. And I'm like, what? Because they, they strained it all their life or they got treatments on their life. Like, no matter what ethnicity or race some of these women are. And I'm like, oh, your hair is curly, but you've just always strained it or you got keratin. And she was like, yeah, but I always right. wish I could get back to this. So every woman literally experiences this with their yeah. hair, you know, and it's such a powerful feeling of finally embracing it. So... I want to know your journey. How did you start embracing your hair? Did you ever have a big chop? Um, so I did the full transition and then probably a year to a year and a half into it. That's when I did my mini chop. Um, and I actually did it myself. Really? <laughs> How long ago was yeah. that? Um, 
So I started transitioning uh, in 2015, mm-hmm. um, the middle of 2015. Prior to that, I actually got my very first relaxer at the age of four. Um, wow. Yeah. So um, growing up, you know, my mom did not know how to do my hair. Um, she is white mm-hmm. and she has, you know, silky straight hair that I always admired, was literally obsessed with everything about it growing up. And um, I also grew up in Indiana where there's a lot of other straight haired people. And you're like um, mirroring each other's stories right now. Yeah. Keep going because I can relate in every way. Yeah. So um, I just always knew that my hair as I got older continued to be a pain point. And what was even more challenging for me is that my younger sister, uh, who's two years younger than me, had the, I guess what you might say, the stereotypical mixed girl hair where mm. it was the 3D, like gorgeous little Rapunzel, Rapunzel, shiny, My grew like five inches a month. And I'm like, what? Oh my what God. is this? And why do I have this inferior hair texture is how I felt. Um, and so, you know, just the, the, the words, the hurtful words that my hair would be labeled by, um, is just, it really stuck with me. And I always knew that my hair was the one that was unmanageable and just problematic. And I looked really rough during picture day. And so relaxers were just one of those things that everybody recommended everyone. Um, you know, anyone that my mom would see, um, whether it was people who had black hair um, saying, you know, just get her relaxer. People would just be like, well, I'm just, you know, people just use chemicals to just chemically straighten it and then right. you can use straightener. And so that was just, you know, the recommendation in the 90s. That's what everyone was doing. Um, and so she didn't really have much to, she didn't have YouTube to look at. She didn't have any hair blogs to refer to. So that was just kind of what people did. So when I was that young, um, I went in for my first relaxer and then um, I started getting them on a pretty regular basis um, starting in elementary school. So, um, First grade was actually my the first time that I had had a black teacher um, who took an interest in my hair struggles. Actually, mm. um, so she um, helped really help me in my wow. journey and like, okay, this is the salon that you should be going to, and really just kind of like with so much kindness and support, like helped my mom in the right direction of mm. what what I needed. Um, so I'm so grateful for her. Um, but that's kind of how my journey began. And, um, yeah, it was, it was just, by the time I was 11, I had my own hair straightener and that was it. I was just going in every, yo, me too. I mean, uh, yo, in college, I'll never forget. I literally would like want to go out. Mind you, I went to school in Florida, so it was already hot. And you know, us curly girls can't straighten our hair in humidity. It does not work. I literally had a straightener. I had two of my girlfriends. One would have a straightener and one would have a straightener here and I would be straightening the back because I had so much hair and it would take so long. And I was like, what am I doing? Literally one night I was like, first of all, I did it and it just blew, blew, went crazy and looked wild and disgusting by the time the humidity hit my hair. You know how that is. It's like, why did you even straighten it in the first place? That's how I was feeling. And I'm like, I have to embrace my curls now because this heat yeah. isn't working with me. And secondly, 
what the, you know what I mean? I love my hair. Yeah. I just got to work with it and learn it and manage my curls. So it's so right. interesting hearing your journey. Yeah. And when you do that for so long, you really just lose sight of what natural even is. And mm-hmm. you start to develop this mindset where it's just like, this is what I need. I have to have straight hair all the time to be presentable. I will never get in yes. the pool with you. Um, if it's raining, <laughs> I have my plastic bag or shower cap in my yeah. shirt. Ready to go. You're not going to catch me slipping ever. And like, it was just this <laughs> ongoing cycle. And, um, you know, I would, I would be able to have my hair breaks occasionally. Like when um, my sister and I would go to see my dad, most of the time we would go and get our hair braided mm. and so that was our hair break and I was like man if I could just keep these in all year that would be great <laughs> um, but for the most part yeah like straight hair was just the business forever until yeah. Um, yeah it wasn't until um, after college um, when I had started my career in corporate America and um, there was a few weeks that I was uh, traveling for work and I was staying in San Diego with um, a couple of coworkers. And so we had gone to the beach, and um, when I came back, I saw this little baby curl just hanging out the back, and I was like, oh my gosh, now would literally be the perfect time to, like, while I'm away from the office, maybe I'll just go eat free for these next few weeks just to see what it's going to look like. Work was just a little bit different at that time, so I didn't feel as much pressure to have the pressed hair. Also, just being in a warmer environment, it wasn't really holding up the same either. So, Girl, I know. um, yeah, like that was kind of my trial. So I bought a bunch of hair products, um, natural hair products when I was there and just started experimenting, failed a lot. Um, but that was kind of my inspiration and um, new commitment to deciding that I wanted to learn how to take care of my hair. Now, I want to hear about your feelings. So, you know, you expressed the journey and like the highs and the lows. How are you feeling during this time? Like as a as a woman not being able to be fully herself like having to like straighten her hair all the time knowing you 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 have natural curly hair you know what i mean do you remember how you felt like growing up even like now as an adult like that journey of those feelings and of those emotions like could you describe them so people can really understand what we actually go through yeah definitely it's a it's a really hard feeling to have years of really feeling a sense of inferiority. Um, I remember even in, you know, just the way even because my hair was different that people always felt that they were even entitled to touch it. Um, And that, you know, it would stick up sometimes um, because before I had mastered my styling when I was younger, um, you know, you could like pick up a piece of hair and it could stay in place. And so it was like a funny thing, but to me, it was always so, it was so frustrating to not look like everybody else that was around me um, and not seeing anybody who did look like me looking different. Um, So they weren't embracing their natural hair either. And there really wasn't the movement that there was really in the last, I would say like eight years. where it was celebrated in the media when I go, you know, watching the Disney Channel, who had natural hair? When I went to Target, nobody. nobody. And there wasn't even a question for me and except that little tiny yes. end of the aisle, dark, 
Like yes. there were weeds blowing across that section. <laughs> it was terrible. They Why just did they made do us that? feel. Why did they do they that to us? They made us feel so alienated. Oh it was God, devastating. And the branding of everything too was just so not cute compared to every every other brand that was. Oh my God, you're so right. And yeah, I didn't want to have to crouch to find my product. Yes. <laughs> we literally had to be on the ground. <laughs> literally. And you're like, okay, should I get this one or this one? Yeah. Yeah. And it was, and they're never, they were never like, a, like appeasing, like the, the visual, like it was never anything like we were proud to like huh. buy. No, it was always green or pink. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, remember do you ever use that black gel? Which one? Oh my Which god, one? I don't remember, but I just remember it was like this hard black gel I used to use growing up because I didn't know what gel was good or bad for my but it was like this like black ice gel and it was so bad for my hair. It was so nasty. I used to use gel anytime I would try to wear my hair curly. Yes. I would just like mounds of gel. Took it back, but then I would make sure to leave my bangs out. <laughs> yeah, look cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I already know. I mean, Terrible. I'm literally listening to you, I'm like, yo, I feel you on so many levels. And I know so many women listening to this are in their head like, oh my God, that was me. Because I literally was like that. Even with my mom in the stores, like she didn't know my mom's white too. So like, you know, being biracial, it's this it's this thing where they're trying to help us too, but they don't know. So we're literally on the ground in these stores looking at our yep. little teeny section. And it's yeah. incredible that we're I'm I'm just glad that we get to live in the space right now. In the last eight years where embracing your natural hair texture is so accepted. And it's still actually making moves. I just saw in Colorado, like there was like this thing about like a law being passed allowing you to have your natural hair. Um, right, I saw that too. Yeah. Because, and that was the scariest part about working in corporate America and making this decision because I honestly had no idea how people were going to respond. Is it mm. going to be okay? And this is when so you twisted. really look how that goes, how you have even like projected other people's negative views of you before they've even had the opportunity to tell you if they like it or not but you always assume because you're so used to it you're so used to feeling like it's not good enough Mm. and feeling like you always have to conform to fit in and fit this mold and so really making the decision to not do that um and still show up the same way I was showing up um as a great employee co-worker friend whatever it is but this is just how I look and I'm not going to pretend that I don't look this way Um, and so that to me it was a big process and I'm so grateful that um, you know where where I was working was so supportive of it and um, you know there was never there may have been questions but in a positive way like oh my gosh your hair looks so great what are you doing new and that kind of support means so much because not everybody has that type of support um, I had a good friend who dealt with, I mean, I feel like the, um, the, the adversity, really the, the racism, um, all came out in her work environment when she decided to go natural. Wow. Um, and it was something that I was kind of helping like coach her through in the beginning. 
And I just couldn't believe the things that she was hearing at work and the lack of support there and the just the ignorance. Um, and so I know that it's not, it's not easy for a lot of people, especially people outside of the United States as well, where maybe the products aren't even available because it's not something that their media is even encouraging. Yes. Um, so there, there's so many layers to it. So I know that, you know, on service level, it might sound like it's just care, but it's so much in learning how to embrace your natural self and love a self-love journey truly. So, mm. um, yeah, so I'm just so grateful that the journey kind of found me and that now I'm able to have um, a hand in supporting other people who are wanting to make that change as well. I want to let everybody know that this journey is not linear. It's literally, it's going to be like this because you're going to, it's like healing. Healing is not linear. You're going to have your good days and you're going to have your bad days and then you're going to have your high days and then someone's going to want to touch your hair and that's just going to make you go like, bruh, no. You know, and it's, 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 it's natural. So be prepared for this journey because embracing yeah. something that you never embraced before, it's, it's a whole experience in itself. You know, yeah. which I'm so proud of people because they have so much bravery and courage, like being who they are known to be, you know, how much bravery and courage that is to step up and be like, no, this is who I am here. So much. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you didn't have a lot of people voicing that in the beginning, when you're raised around people who are not speaking that way yes. but still learning how to take that leap of faith for yourself and stepping into you um it's a powerful thing but it is definitely a roller coaster it's a roller coaster how did you get into your journey oh girl you know what and now i'm gonna be 100 honest it was in college when i started embracing it so it's i don't know if your hair texture changed like i felt like when my hair texture when i was a child it was more silky and wavy but the older I became, the more tighter my curls became. And I have a sister mm. just like you. So I have an older sister and a younger sister. My older sister has super tight, tight curls. My younger sister has the Rapunzel all the way to her booty curls. Beautiful. Mm. And I have the in-between. I have like that curly curl. Sometimes they're super tight. Sometimes you never know what I'm going to wake up to. So growing up, my mom, there's five kids. So like she literally would just throw her hair in her ponytail every day. Right? Throw her hair in her ponytail. Um, we look fly with our little barrettes and our little things or ever, but I never knew how to wear my hair curly. Like with my mom growing up, we never wore our hair natural, but my hair was also like this sleeky thing. And then I also, I was a tomboy. So in sports, it was always in a ponytail. Oh yeah. Always in a ponytail. Like I literally, even acknowledging that I had curly hair wasn't even a thing, which is so wild to me now looking back at it. I didn't even acknowledge a big part of me. You know, I, I, I really didn't. I, I didn't even think that I had curly hair. I remember I used to say that. Yeah. I was like, oh, my hair is not curly. It's like it has some curls at the root, but then it does. It's 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 not. It's, it's, it does its own thing. And isn't that crazy? It's like we have this traumatic experience of like it's, it's actually part of trauma. Like we block it out and we literally just yeah. act like it never existed. It's that is literally a piece of the definition of trauma. And it wasn't until I left and I went to college. I was um, I was playing basketball and I was going out partying. I went to school far from my family. I was like, I'm gone. I got a scully. I was out. And I feel that. you know what I mean. I was like, I'm leaving. And when I left, my hair in Florida 
was so different and I had to find a way to make my hair work out there and I just had to let it be natural and curly um and I found out everybody started loving it like all these guys were like so like attracted to this and I'm like these girls wanted to touch my hair like it was like a thing and I had it was crazy that I I I needed the validation of others to validate my beauty. My natural hair is so beautiful. And that helped me understand, like, this is me. This is who I am. You know, then I went on the journey of finding products. Mixed Chicks was like the first thing I've ever found, the leave-in conditioner in college. Girl, that changed my life. It changed my life. Um, but then I was like, I would get tired because doing your hair every day as a curly hair woman, it's a lot of work. Like, it ain't easy. Yeah, it's a commitment. And that's why my hair is pulled back. And that's why we have it in braids some days. And that's why we have it however we work because it's a lot of work. But then I went to using hot tools because I would get lazy. Then I would, mm -hmm. I would like start just using the wand. Remember when the wand came out? Yes. Oh my gosh. Oh. That was how I faked it for the longest. I was like, I could have curly hair if I wanted to. That's what I did. But it doesn't last. It that's doesn't last. But to be 100 with you, I finally embraced and learned my hair when I was 24. I found mm -hmm. these two women out here. They're like my sisters. Um, and they're two Albanian women, Ezzy and Donatella. They own curls one-on-one. Oh, -on -one. I love them. Do that you? Curls one -on -one. Yes. yes. I love them. Yeah, they're, they're, the like, they're literally family to me. Those two women taught me how to literally do my... Those are the first two women in my entire life at the age of 24 that taught me how to take care of my texture, to take care of my hair, to take care of every piece of like the process, the conditioning, the, you know what I mean? The overnight um, leave-ins, the, the cold water versus the microfiber towels, like all these things they taught me. So it wasn't until 24 years I finally found like, oh, wow, this is beautiful. I love you my You found color. your support system. I found it. I found it and yeah. I say this all to say like to the people that are here listening right now that aren't in LA that don't have access to Ezzy and Donatella at Curls 101 go to Amina's page right now the transitioning natural support group like it's powerful we need support because it's such a journey even talking to you about my journey I'm like damn it took me 24 years yeah it was the same for me I think I was about uh yeah 20 23 24 when i started my transition and um yeah no regrets ever no and i actually have still not used a straightener Ooh, i'm proud of you i put her away and she has not come back out and i'll still like i'll still blow out my hair yeah. um from time to time for like trims or things like that yeah. um but yeah like an actual straightener direct eat like that no I haven't done it and it's just so crazy how dependent I was on it for so long like I think I remember once where um it was either like my straightener broke one time when I was out of town or I didn't have access to it and the level of anxiety that I would feel if I didn't have that like it's not it's just not okay to feel that things would fall apart or people would see you yes really see you um and have a fear about that yeah nobody should feel okay it's like some fear of rejection it's it's it makes me sad listening to this because i know so many women feel like this feel like what you just expressed 
And it's not until you're like, no, I'm not doing this anymore. Until you finally choose to step into your truth, choose to be brave enough to be who you are fully and and have that brave moment where you're just like, no, this is me. I'm done with this. This is how I am. I don't need you to accept me. I'm accepting myself. And I think that is the biggest, most powerfulest thing we can do as women. Period. And I'm, I'm just, I'm grateful for women like you because you help so many women. Some people might look at us and be like, that's such a little thing. They have no idea. They'll look at us like we're crazy. Like your hair is beautiful. Why didn't you ever accept it? Girl, you, they don't even know the half. You don't even know. You don't even know. Y'all don't know the (laughs) half. Y'all don't know how long it took to get here. You know what I mean? Right. So I I thank you for sharing. Outside and inside. Yes. And the inside is the most courageous part of it all. And that's why women need to join groups and follow you on Instagram at Amina Marie because you really allow people to feel the feels and embrace who they are. And we need more of that more now more than ever too, you know? So I just want to say thank you for doing what you're doing. The Facebook group, I hope that it grows and I know it's going to grow. I don't even have to hope because I know it's going to grow. It's going to be global because there's so many women that are transitioning natural and they need the support. So ladies, go to Facebook, join Amina's group. It will help you in so many ways. Amina, thank you for being you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And while we're plugging amazing things for natural hair, I just have to shout out Tress. Oh, um, I love her. Because I discovered Letitia's hat um, by Tress. And they are so amazing and so thoughtful. Um, if you're not familiar, they're hats that are satin lined. They have an elastic band so your hair doesn't get caught in Velcro and pull out trying to take your hat off. Yes. I'm obsessed with these hats. I talk about them all the time now and I, um, I'm grateful that a lot of people have found them. Yes. So, yeah. Check them out on Instagram. I mean, I love you. I mean, honestly, guys, if you don't understand how this is right now, this woman supporting women is a whole other level because I do have a hat company and I made it for us, for our natural hair. And it was an issue that I always had. I couldn't wear a hat unless I straightened my hair and I stop straightening my hair so I'm like yo and the fact that you can take off the hat and your hair isn't destroyed and you yes. have to go straight into wash day like blew my mind is I was like oh I can, I can wear a hat and still knew? be presentable afterwards wow yes. thank you thank world oh, you make me so <laughs> happy oh, I appreciate you man so much thank you. Uh, I want everybody to know Amina is at, at Amina Marie her Facebook group is Transitioning Natural Support Group. It's on Facebook. My hats are at Trust For Us, trustforus.com. Uh, I just want to say, keep being you. Keep shining your light. We need you. Um, and girl, we got this. You know, thank you for creating spaces to remind women that we really, we got it. <laughs>